Do you feel that there is a lot to learn about new technologies? And then on top of that, you've got to learn also about people too. Like, where do you begin if you want to learn about how humans interact with each other? There is so much to learn in the field of leadership. And the question is, where does one begin? Even I've got so many episodes here on leadership. So if you're looking for an answer to the question, where do I begin my journey to understanding how humans interact with each other? Stay tuned because we're going to talk exactly about that with Wendy Tansy. If this is your first time here, welcome to Meet My Potential podcast, where we talk to leaders from around the world to inspire and ignite your potential. Don't forget to subscribe to this episode on iTunes or on Spotify or whatever application you are using. This is your host, Deepa Natrajan, that Indian girl from Toulouse in France, and I welcome you. Today we have with us Wendy Tensi. Wendy has been in the field of HR development for the last 20 years, and she specializes in simplifying learning in organizations in simplifying how managers can learn and upskill and reskill through micro learning that helps you to actually lead with confidence. And I can actually vouch for that because this episode just was so simple when I had this conversation with, with her and I came out thinking, oh my God, I can talk to her for another three hours. Wendy has a talent to make complex things simple, especially in the field of learning and development. So let's welcome Wendy. Hello. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to the episode. How are you doing today? I'm good, Deepa. Thank you so much for having me today. And how are you doing and how is the weather where you are in Australia today? Where are you calling in from? Tell us a little bit. Yeah, I'm calling from Melbourne and we've just started spring and we had this gorgeous 22 degree day. So it's stunning. It was very nice. (laughs) Beautiful. And we are here to talk about why is it so important to continuously learn? And so what makes it that humans need to continuously learn how to interact with each other, both in the workplace and off the workplace? Like, why is this so important? It's a good question. I, I think we everything continually changes. We need to then keep updating the workplace. We need to understand what's coming And we need to be able to future-proof our career. So by learning and, you know, understanding the changes, we stay in touch with what's happening. But it's also, I think, because, you know, interactions change differently, putting aside, I think, your technology, but even if you look at how we interact now with social media, you know, we've had to learn a lot, a lot in the last eight months, let alone what's happened over the last few years. So if, you, if you're not learning, then you're going to stay behind. Yeah. And one of the things about learning is like, we always learn about new technologies. We learn about new tools. We learn about new ways of doing something. In this world where we are continuously producing something, we want to be up ahead in the game. Correct. But you work more in the space of HR, people development. So tell us a little bit, like, what's learning in that space? The learning I work with is in the leadership development space. And I think in the workplace, we need to keep learning because it changes so rapidly. You know, even putting technology aside, if you look at just certain issues like, say, mental health, that has changed in the workplace. If you look at issues like multi-generation and how we interact 
interact with the different generations, if we're not understanding those generations as a leader, then how do we manage, say, if we've got four generations that we manage, how do we manage baby boomers all the way down to working with Gen Z or Zoomers? And they come with different expectations. They come with different life experiences. And we need to understand how we work with them. So in the workplace, there's so many things thrown at us constantly. And we need to learn those things. We need to understand. And if we stop learning, then we get left behind. We're not future-proofing who we are or our careers or anything about us because we're leaving them behind. We're getting left behind. Mm. I understand that. And, you know, because I've been working in this field of leadership development for the last 10 years, (laughs) and at the same time, I want to play it a little naive here. What differences do you see when interacting with people of four generations, like at work, like it's isn't it just about like, you know, if we have a technical project plan and we, and we roll out a plan, we know who does what and we just, you know, each of us go and take responsibility for our jobs and we do that. Isn't that enough? Like, why do we need to learn about how we're different? Good question. Let's just give a really quick example of say you're, you're sick and if you have a manager who is a boomer, they actually prefer someone to actually ring up and say, I'm unwell, I'm not coming in today. Whereas if you have an employee maybe who is, you know, has grown up with technology, who is used, you know, is pretty much grown up with a phone stuck to their hand, they're just going to text you or even message you if you have some sort of uh, workplace communication system. They're unlikely to ring. So if you're a manager who is either of those generations, you need to set your expectations as to what you want and how you want people to interact. So if we're not aware of those things, then we actually end up with issues within the workplace because a manager who's expecting an employee to ring up and say, I'm unwell, and they text, then, you know, you've got issues. So I actually, you know, it's about how do we communicate? How do we interact? These younger people don't understand why they have to ring. Older people don't understand why they won't ring. So (laughs) I actually find that just actually understanding how each other communicates and some of their history and what they've grown up with actually helps that communication process and helps those relationships. Absolutely right. Because, you know, I, I kind of like felt there was a difference because I work with two people now, one person who's more in her 30s and the other woman is more in her 20s. And the one who's in her 30s prefers emails. And the one who's in her 20s just prefers like, you know, that I tag her on Trello and send her messages via Trello. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a perfect example. Yeah. It's just understanding how what people's preferences are, but also you as a manager or leader setting your expectations as to what you prefer. Exactly. And they have like different expectations in terms of how much details each one wants about the work they want to do and the level of independence they seek. Correct. There's a huge difference out there and one needs to continuously adapt rather and learn about that. So what would you say is like, would be a typical learning curve 
for someone at work to learn more about human interaction? Like how much of time do you think we need to invest in this? Because, you know, we have our job, like, you know, a job Mm -hmm. to do, right? But then we do that job with people. And so what's that quantum of time and energy? And is it over and beyond my job description to learn about how is it to interact with people? What's your take on that? My background's in HR and I see a lot of leaders and managers within the workplace not putting in the time and it actually costs them more time in the long run. So if you don't learn about your employees or your team, then what happens is they leave and or there's an issue. And so then it costs you more time to actually fix that. So If you put the time and energy into learning and finding these things out, you actually save yourself time and you have a happier workplace. You're not then having to re-recruit or deal with performance issues. So it depends on what you need to learn. I encourage the people that I work with, I encourage them to do about at least an hour a week. So I don't see learning as just formal learning. I think there's a lots of different types of learning. There's, you know, listening to podcasts, there's reading books, there is mentoring or coaching. There are a number of ways that you can actually learn and, you know, putting in an hour a week and finding what you need to learn, meeting those gaps, inevitably will help you in the long run in how you interact and work with your team. Fantastic. So the different ways to learn, I just want to repeat one of them. Like the first one, listen to podcasts. Yes, come back and listen to lots of other episodes on Meet My Potential podcast. And I'm sure there are lots of other wonderful podcasts too. Uh, Read a book, get a mentor, work with a coach. There are different ways to learn and we need to spend at least one hour. And one hour is not a lot of time. And so what's needed for us actually to make it a habit and actually to learn? And what would be for you the top three areas in which, because learning about how to interact with other human beings is like a huge fast domain, like to be successful at the workplace, what would be the top three areas you'd suggest for people to learn? Oh, <laughs> where do I start? Three. Oh, <laughs> uh, one of the areas, you know, I find really fascinating is that as leaders, or as humans, we interact constantly. We communicate through so many different mediums and yet we're so bad at it. (laughs) So if you, I think the top way is become curious as, you know, as we communicate. So instead of going in guns blazing, if there's an issue, sit down and be curious. Ask your team about what that, what the issue is. Be curious as a person as you communicate and you learn so much more about other people, your team, your managers, your colleagues, your peers, your kids, your partner. And instead of actually going in lit with what's the next thing I'm going to say in mind, it's actually about how we listen and ask questions. So if there was any, if that was the top thing, it would be about communication and about learning about questions and being curious. The next thing is, um, for me is emotional intelligence. And I think emotional intelligence are the most essential skills that you can have. It doesn't matter whether it's just leadership or, again, interacting in everyday life, having empathy and complex problem-solving skills. But we make decisions from our emotions 
and everything we do is emotional, whether we admit it or not. And so understanding how to manage your own emotions and managing the emotions around you is vital. So the second skills I would say is upskill yourself in what you need to learn in terms of emotional intelligence. I mean, that's a huge area. Mm-hmm. So finding out what your strengths are and leveraging those and then building on what your weaknesses are. And the last one I would say is starting to, you know, there's other things as a leader that are coming into the workplace and start to learn what those are. I actually term them the intelligences. So emotional intelligence is absolutely one and technology intelligence is another one. But there's also ones like environmental intelligence, you know, what is your footprint as a business and as a leader? Because the generations are coming in want to know that. What about well-being intelligence? Do you know how your team is in terms of their well-being and how they're coping with things? So I would say that was would be the third tip is how do you understand those new areas that are coming in and how are you building those intelligence within your own toolkit as a leader? Fantastic. Thank you so much, Wendy. So just to summarize there, the top three areas for learning are number one, curiosity. And there's a book on curiosity by Simon Brown. And Simon Brown's been on one of our podcasts. So you might want to go and check out his podcast where he talks all about curiosity. And I think one thing that Wendy mentioned, uh, which I really, really like, and I want to emphasize on that is on curiosity, she talks about listening. And it's not about listening just to listen to what the words of the other person is saying. It's really listening deeply to understand. It's not listening to reconfirm our own beliefs, but it's rather really listening deeply to the other person. And questions go so well along with that because we want to ask questions to get curious, to really dig deeper into what other person says. I think when we are challenged, when we're under stress, that's exactly when it gets harder to get curious. It's it's easier to get curious on a normal, happy day when you kind of like let go and you're not too attached to the topic. But mm. when you're emotionally involved, it, it just gets harder. And just know that for yourself. And the more you become aware that you know that you're caught up in the emotional clodrum, then, you know, your level of curiosity is actually going down. And I guess that's why Wendy mentioned the second point, which is like, be emotionally intelligent, like yep. increase your emotional intelligence, because then you can actually know and sense what's happening to you and to others. And then I guess it gets easier with the third point that you mentioned was, I really want to be intelligent technologically, environmentally, and also for the well-being of the people. So... I love all the three steps that you have here in place, uh, Wendy. That's fabulous. What's your experience on implementing or trying out these things in the organization? Yeah. Well, as I said, communication is is probably the key area. As a HR consultant, it's really key to make sure that I'm clear. I also feel that sitting down and actually having a conversation with our team, I get my clients to have fortnightly check-ins with their team members and it's all around about being curious and actually driving those conversations. And emotional intelligence, I do emotional intelligence assessment with my clients and I help them to actually 
work out what their strengths are so they can leverage it and then also what the weaknesses are so that they can start to build those skills that they don't have or that aren't as strong as the other ones. And lastly, I cannot stress enough about how we manage some of those different issues as they enter the workplace and getting a a handle around it. So I just actually keep continually upskill myself, continually learn how we manage the different areas. And I would encourage your audience to look at what their gaps are and find out, okay, how do we actually manage those different areas and what they need to learn? Because, you know, if it's not these, there's going to be new things coming in that we need to learn. Continually learn. Continually Absolutely. learn. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we were just talking about this. Like I've been in the space of, you know, leadership for the last 10 years and people development. And you've been as HR consultant for the last more than 20 years now. And, yes. and I was just telling you that, you know, I can be in the space of learning for another 300 years. There's so much to learn about, you know, yes. how yeah. we humans are wired and, you know, helping us to grow. So As an individual, as someone who's listening to this podcast, what's one simple thing that I can do to actually step up my learning to become more curious Mm. as a first step? I think if you've not been learning for a while, find something that interests you. So what is an interest, a subject that you find fascinating and find a book and read it or follow a podcast or, you know, there, there's great audio books now. So if you have to travel to work, you know, I used to travel an hour to one of the consulting roles and I used to listen to podcasts on the way. And, you know, just to start easy, don't try and take on an MBA or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but to start slowly if you haven't done any education for a long time. So start in an area of interest, something that you really enjoy, and that will build your curiosity. <laughs> and, and what's one thing that I can do to be more emotionally intelligent? Ooh, <laughs> where do you start? I think understanding what the key ones are. You know, some of the, the main areas of emotional intelligence are empathy, assertiveness and problems and complex problem solving and they're three areas that we know as leaders are going to be key at the moment and key of where we go and probably flexibility would be the fourth one so start to explore those areas Um, first understand what empathy is and then start to explore that with your team and with with the people around you and start to think about do I understand what this person's feeling and can I relate to that? And if not, start to be, you know, again, it comes back to curiosity, start to think about, you know, what is it that's going on for that person and, you know, and start to build those skills and those, I guess, learning muscles and emotional intelligence muscles in your brain as you're um, being curious. Right. And, And it's so important, you know, that question like, What's going on for this person? Because we're so often tied down to our role, to our responsibilities to say, what do we need to get done? We're more focused on what do I need to get done and how do I get it done rather than how does the other person feel and think about that and include that in the way I interact and get things done? Absolutely. You're so correct. 
Yeah, I would say stop and reflect. And that's a muscle to build and it's a muscle to strengthen. And I'd say that it's for me also, because sometimes in this fast paced world, you know, you're focused on getting things done and moving ahead that you forget, oh my God, I wonder how this person is feeling. So yeah, there is no limit as to have I over-exercised it? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And again, it comes back to that continual learning, doesn't it? You know, the more we learn, we actually change our brain as we learn, which I love that concept. Our brain is continually changing. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> so what challenges can people face to be more empathetic? Yeah, there's a lot of challenges, I think, is that we're all very different and and I think as you learn to be more empathetic, you learn that nobody thinks we're all unique, so we don't think the same. So a challenge would be to not come from your own perspe- perspective or your own perception of what's going on, but to absolutely understand what's going on for the other person. I love the fact that we're all unique and to be curious means that you actually learn what the uniqueness is in that other person. So it is a challenge to understand what's going on for someone else because we we do put that filter on of who we are and you need to actually lift that off and understand that other person better. Fantastic. Thank you so much because one of the things that happens to us as we wade through this complex world is we want to make decisions very quickly and to make decisions quickly, we say this is right, that's wrong, this is a better way, that's not, mm. the, that's not the right way. We want to find answers very quickly and therefore we take on perspectives and we hang on to our perspectives because that allows us to get into action. And what Wendy is saying here is like, get a new perspective, get different perspectives, get like five perspectives on a topic. (laughs) Because the more perspectives you get, the more you're going to actually exercise your empty muscle to understand what's happening for the different people because we're all unique and which actually means we're all different. We think differently, we act differently. And there's just no one way to do things. So there are many ways to reach the same destination. So I like that, you know, for empathy, we need to actually accept that we're all different and try to build as many perspectives as possible for the same situation. Thank you so much, Wendy, for being here with us. And before we close this episode, what's one last message you'd like to share with the audience? Just to encourage people to continually learn. And it's not just formal education, it's continually learn in so many different ways. Yeah, to not become stagnant in what you're doing. Continually (laughs) upskill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And if people want to reach out to you, how can they do so? Yeah, they can reach out to me on either my website, which is wendytansy.com and or wendy at wendytansy.com. I'm also on LinkedIn and Instagram, so under Wendy Tansy. So <laughs> Great. So learn with Wendy Tansy and I'll put the links to Wendy's websites in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. And if you like the episode, do go give us a rating on iTunes and I look forward to talking to you soon in one week's time. And until then, stay cool. Thank you.